sexualization of the culture. This is a very effeminate song. There's no way a straight guy likes this song. It's Owl City Fireflies. You would not believe your eyes Ugh. if 10 million fireflies lit up the world as I fell asleep. I'm going home and putting a gun in my mouth. 2010 is in the books, and what a year it was. Anything from devastating earthquakes to oil spills, volcanoes that crippled the world's air travel. Oh, and of course, this dumbass. How can you get a volcano in Iceland? Isn't it too... too when, you think of, when you think of a volcano, you think of like Hawaii and long words like that. You don't think of Iceland. You think right. it's too cold to have a volcano there, but no... We look back at the year that was 2010. It's the Michael Groff Show Year in Review. And as we get set to turn the pages of the calendar to a brand new year, this is it. We look back, put a nice little bow on this presentation. It is the Michael Groff Show 2010 Year in Review. But before we get into any of that, give you the contact information for the show, Mike at KMGX.com. That is our email address. It is Mike at KMGX.com. That is also our PayPal address for your most generous monetary contributions to this program. Michael Groff Show. That is our screen name over on AOL Instant Messenger, available for you 24-7, 365. We always encourage your feedback and participation in the program. And of course, for everything else Michael Groff related, including our chat channel, links to donate to us and everything else, it is the one, the only, michaelgroff.com. This is part one of our extravaganza where we go back and revisit some of the weirdest of the weird, the crazy of the crazy, the most unusual, bizarre, and just plain interesting stuff that went on during the year 2010 here on the Zip Code Famous Michael Groff Show. For me personally, 2010 will go down for better and for worse as the most memorable year of my life. And of course, from this show's perspective, I can tell you 2010 is also going to be one of the most memorable years. We brought the show out of exile and back to the status of the Zip Code Famous Michael Groff Show during the year 2010. And a lot of unusual stories occurred. Well, of course, since 2010 was an election year, you can bet that in and of itself could make for its own show. But we highlight the most unusual campaign that took place during the year 2010. A man crawled out from under a rock and straight from the 19th century to give us a campaign platform that even a Klansman would find himself shuddering with embarrassment toward. Yes, I'm talking about Glenn Miller, a guy that was running for U.S. Senate from the state of Missouri, a write-in candidate. And spoiler alert, he didn't win. Naturally, once you hear some of his campaign platforms, you'll quickly figure out why he didn't win. But 2010 was also the year of both man-made and natural disasters, from the Gulf oil spill to earthquakes in Mexico, Chile, and Haiti. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people were killed, injured, or left homeless as a result of these various disasters. And all of the usual suspects come out of the woodwork whenever we have these kinds of disasters that befall mankind. And there's no one that exploits a natural disaster or uses it as a springboard to push forward their agenda better than our friend Pat Robertson. Specifically, he set his crosshairs on the Haitian earthquake and the people of Port-au-Prince that lost their lives and their homes and their businesses. 
and had a very unusual justification for it. Well, actually, not really all that unusual a justification from Pat Robertson, considering this is the guy that always uh, has a very uh, interesting reason why any natural disaster, hurricane, floods, tornadoes, why they befall mankind. It usually revolves around the devil or sin or the fact that we uh, actually allow homosexuals to exist on planet Earth. You know, something that you would expect from Pat Robertson. Also, during the year, Megan Fox dispensed some rather bad diet advice. So bad that it actually prompted a lot of people in the diet and nutrition community to come out of the woodwork and say, WTF? Well, of course, we're going to revisit that segment. And you'll get a bonus. I offer up my own diet advice because I figure if Megan Fox can give up advice on how to be healthy, why not me? And I think my advice is a lot more sound than hers. Well, judge for yourself as we go through that portion of the show. Now, one of the creepiest stories that we came across this year was a man who police called a professional seducer, a guy who had sex with at least 26 different women and kept a very important little secret from them, a secret that when the women found out, they weren't too pleased and one that would ultimately cost him a lot of jail time. And speaking of creepy, we offer up another nominee for Father of the Year. And when you make that dubious list on this show, it's usually for a reason that's sad, tragic, and just plain degenerate, dysfunctional in some way. Some people, such as myself, actually look forward to having children. Some people use it as an opportunity to show us all just how chronic a douchebag they can really be. You'll also get to hear our dumbass of the year. And I think you'll agree, uh, the ingredients are all there. Take a 62-year-old Michigan man, his desire to make a rocket sled, alcohol, explosives, and friends to root him on, and hilarity ensues. A Japanese restaurant has had enough with a chronically bad-tipping customer, and they decide they're no longer going to serve her anymore. So she takes matters into her own hands and does what any of us would do. Yeah, goes out and starts a petition, getting over 300 people to sign it to try and coerce the restaurant into serving her in the future. And if that doesn't work, well, why not just sue? And speaking of litigation, a man is caught shoplifting $80 worth of steak from a grocery store. And I'm sure you're sitting there rolling your eyes right now, kind of going, well, Mike, why is it that that story of all of them would make it into your big year in review show? Well, it's because the guy offers up what I would say is the most unusual defense or maybe justification for what he was doing with the meat. But first up on the show, it's a classic love story. 31-year-old man falls in love with 21-year-old girl. They have playful banter back and forth. 21-year-old girl turns out that she doesn't like playful banter and throws an iron at 31-year-old man. Uh, yeah, we could sit here and debate who committed domestic violence against who until the cows come home. Or we could just go back and revisit that story right now. It's first up right here on the Zip Code Famous Michael Groff Show 2010 Year in Review. Let's move to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where a 31-year-old Myrtle Beach man told police that his 21-year-old girlfriend... See, that's the problem. Those 30, 30-year-olds going out with the 20-year-olds, always bad news. 20-year-olds are pretty stupid. But continuing, um, the, uh, the 21-year-old girlfriend threw an iron at him, 
after he jokingly threw two pennies and crackers toward her when she asked for money, according to a police report. Police were called at 7 p.m. Wednesday to Piper's Point apartment at 1225 Piper's Point Way for a disturbance, according to a police report. The men said that a woman came home, that the woman came home and asked for money because she didn't have any. And uh, the, the dude then threw two pennies at her, said, here's some money. That's when she got mad and she threw an iron at some uh, bat crap crazy chicks in the news. Good stuff. That's not all, though. We have uh, we have more. Prosecutor began an opening statement by asking, where's the beef? Reprising, of course, the old uh, Wendy's slogan from the 80s. He then convinced the jury that Mark Zachary, 51, had the beef, which was an $80 side of New York strip under his shirt as he was leaving the Reed supermarket in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Now Zachary is going to prison for 10 years after being given the maximum sentence for shoplifting. Uh, This was, by the way, the third offense. The old three strikes are out thing. So this $80 piece of steak, this $80 steak is going to cost him 10 years of his life. According to the police report, Zachary fled when the store manager approached him about the bread box sized side of beef under his shirt. What happened was he fled. He he left the scene. He ran, of course, right into an off-duty police officer, Kevin Dukes was entering the store on the stand during the two-day trial zachary denied that he was stealing the meat instead he was arguing that he was massaging it (laughs) he said he was yeah i can't possibly get the honor i ain't guilty because i wasn't stealing it i was just massaging it that's what you do with meat you know you 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 massage it (laughs) That is, that's fantastic. That's the best defense I've ever heard in my, your honor, I wasn't stealing the meat. I was just massaging my meat. Oh yeah, that was some good meat. Mm. Well, all I was trying to do is I was just trying to, you know, I was trying to get it all ready. I was tenderizing. <laughs> I was tenderizing the meat, your honor. That's what I was doing. That's incredible. That's the craziest thing ever. All right, here. Here's the father of the year, 2010. All right, this is the, so far, we're seven days in. All right, seven days into the year, father of the year. An Ohio father is facing a felony charge. Actually, he's facing several charges for allegedly putting his seven-year-old daughter in the dryer. Not only did he put his daughter in the dryer, he then closed the door and turned on said dryer. Prosecutors told the Cleveland uh, station Fox 8... Uh, that the girl told her school teacher that her dad put her in the dryer. The school, of course, contacted child services and charges were then filed. Quote, there's no explaining this type of activity. Why any individual would place any human being or any animal or anything in, in a dryer is unexplainable. And to a normal thinking person, there's no explanation. And obviously the man has issued issues, said uh, Michael Malley, who is the... Uh, first assistant to Cuyahoga County Prosecutor Bill Mason. Quote, if you're capable of putting your child in a clothes dryer, you're probably capable of a lot of terrible things. Prosecutors say it wasn't the first time the girl who is uh, who has a condition that stunts her growth was put in the dryer, fox8.com reported. Well, yeah, probably the reason uh, that she has these conditions in the first place because her dad probably perpetually put her in the dryer or the wash machine or the dishwasher or... 
or the the Queezer, the trash compactor. Steve McLaren faces two counts of endangering children, felonious assault, kidnapping, and domestic violence. He faces up to 33 years behind bars. And you know what? Hope he gets every year of it. Hope he gets every single year. Didn't OJ get 33 years? Good. This guy should be right there. As far as I'm concerned, when you do something, there's not, there's not an electric chair that has enough volts for you. I'm sure the hottest place in hell is reserved for people like this. If there's a hell, it's, it's got to be the really hot place that's all set for you. So uh, I got to tell you about this is the dumbass of the year, right? This is, well, dumbass of the week anyway. They could very well be in the running for dumbass of the year because, well, this is somebody that tries to do their best wily e. Coyote impression. And, uh, well, you could see where this one might go horribly wrong. This is from uh, somebody that lives in Independence Township, Michigan. Now, a popular thing to do in northern states this time of the year is to, uh, is to go sledding. I've never heard of having a sledding party but apparently people do them. People have sledding parties. And this guy, um, he, he decided to have one. And one of his, one of his ideas was he was going to turn, he was going to have a rocket sled. But he wasn't going to put the rocket on the sled. He was going to have the rocket on himself, a la Wiley Coyote. Now, investigate, that's not who he credits with the idea. But I'm sure that an idea so stupid can only come from Warner Brothers. Now, I don't see a crackdown on, uh, on, on Warner Brothers from this. There should be. Investigators say that um, a... The witnesses say that a 62-year-old man had been drinking. Well, duh. Had been drinking when he fashioned a device using a motorcycle muffler, a piece of pipe, gunpowder, match heads, and gasoline. What could possibly go wrong? They then say that the man strapped the device on his back, donned a makeshift helmet, which probably was like a pot lid or something. It was probably like a, 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 like a kettle, a crock pot. It was probably the hollowed out half section of a watermelon. <laughs> He's like, this will work. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, I, what I did was... Well, I glued uh, I, a I, I took some siding off my house and I just sort of bent it and glued it on. It hurt a little bit. You know. A little bit, but, you know, I just put it on there. Just had some leftover siding that got blown off from a storm last year, so I didn't put it on there. Yeah. Anyway, witnesses say that uh, the man, uh, he strapped the device on his, uh, on his back. He put on this makeshift helmet. He got on the sled. He asked someone to light the wick attached to the device. Part, now, you could see uh, where this might go astray. Part of the way down the hill, the device exploded, resulting in second-degree burns on the victim's face. Uh, one of his eyes was damaged. He was um, treated at a hospital. Sheriff's deputies continue to investigate the incident pending possible criminal charges. But yeah. One of the criminal charges being uh, negligently stupid, uh, being incredibly dumb, stupid to the point of ridiculity. Unbelievable. There's your dumbass of the week. At least we give it. We get to give it to Michigan instead. I, mean, I think for 
God, weeks and weeks in a row, it went to like Georgia and Alabama and Germany. For some reason, I don't know, Germans and people in like Georgia and Alabama, they're they're always the, the dumbest ones, but uh, this week we get to give it to somebody in Michigan. That's good. So here's something. This is a creepy story. A 47-year-old repairman whom police described as a practiced seducer slept with at least 26 women over the last six years. Yeah, I know. When I first, with that opening paragraph, I thought for sure, Jeff, it was Tiger Woods. But, you know, as it turns out, Tiger Woods isn't 47 or a repairman. But that could have been his cover. Hey, it's Tiger. I mean, it's it's Jose, the repairman. A website provided the introduction, and uh, this guy, his name is Tony Perkins. Perkins skillfully used the women's profiles to flatter them. But if Perkins ever revealed anything about himself, he always left out one important detail. And, and uh, Jeff, since he's under arrest... I'm going to give you the opportunity just to just to take a quick guess as to what the detail that he left out was. A woman? That he was a woman? No. Good guess though. Mm. I I think I think the 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 best way to handle it is like this. You have AIDS. Oh, God. I hate to tell you, boy, that you have AIDS. Oh, you got the AIDS. You may have caught it when you stuck that filthy. That is horrible. Or maybe all that unprotected sex. So this guy had sex with 26 different women and he had AIDS. Not HIV, but full blown AIDS. caliber bullet. I think that you see. That's why he got arrested. This is not HIV. But no, it's it's full blown AIDS, Jeff. When did this happen? This this happened. All right, let's see. I'm sorry. I wish it over the last six years. Yeah, yeah, they made an episode out of this of SVU, uh, Law and Order. You've got the. I thought it was just somebody making it up. I didn't think it was a real. No, this is apparently a real, a real thing. You know, we used to get hate mail every time we played that "You've Got AIDS" thing. Every time. Anyway, this guy uh, Tony Perkins, he pled guilty Wednesday in Johnson Superior. <clears throat> In Johnson Superior Court to two... F- <laughs> Sorry, I just... <laughs> a little, little delayed there. For a second, I was thinking like Johnson and Johnson. And then, <laughs> no, it's Pecker. There you go. Right. Uh, he pled uh, guilty in Johnson Superior Court to two felony counts of failing to warn a sexual partner that he had HIV or AIDS. Sentencing is set for April 21st. He was arrested Friday after a former girlfriend reported him. The case likely is the first conviction in Indiana under a 1993 law requiring people with HIV, AIDS, and hepatitis B to inform their partners, uh, said Steve Johnson, executive director of the Indiana Prosecuting Attorneys Council. Steve Johnson and Johnson. Johnson, Johnson. I was right. Yeah. Go me. It serves a valid purpose, Johnson said of the law. It lets people know that you are facing prison time if you know you have HIV and you have consensual sex with someone and don't warn them. 
Perkins admitted having sex with two women, including his last girlfriend of two and a half years, without telling them that he had AIDS. But police said that he the uh, they planned to recommend additional charges after having found 24 other women who said that they'd had relations with Perkins. Quote, they are scared, depressed, embarrassed, Greenwood Police Chief Joe Pitcher said of the uh, past partners. We told them they need to be tested for HIV right away. Any one of those women that uh, test positive should get the right to throw stones at that guy for about a half hour. None of these women, he said, has been diagnosed with the disease. Perkins said that the Johnson County Jail that he has uh, consumed, he said in the Johnson County Jail, he is consumed by guilt and thoughts of suicide for concealing the disease from his partners, though he contends that he used a condom every time. And as we all know, that is, uh, th- those are 100%. So wait, well, I don't that. understand the problem. I, I was using a condom. So did it say that it, none of the women contracted it? Uh, it says here that uh, the, none of the women tested have been diagnosed for the disease, disease. But as you know, you know, it can take up to. Oh, I got you. So they, they haven't been diagnosed with it because they were still testing. Right. Okay, I got you. I was using a condom. So that's almost as effective as pulling out. Yeah, that's even more effective than pulling out. Which is how I am been preventing the pregnancies. And as if that's not degenerate enough, then we have this story for you. And I don't know. I've never, I've never heard of this, but I guess this is this happens. Um, this is from Winston Salem, North Carolina. Yeehaw! A woman who says Campai Japanese Steak and Seafood House in Winston Salem, North Carolina, refused her service, and she started a petition to boycott the establishment. But restaurant owners say that they refused to serve her simply because. She's such a poor tipper. Yeah, because, you know, you can do that. Monica Covington said that her spat with the restaurant began in 2008. Quote, I noticed on our ticket that they added 18% gratuity and there was only two others with me at the time, Covington said. The restaurant menu clearly states that a 15% gratuity will be added on parties of six or more. Covington said that she complained but paid anyway. When she uh, returned to the restaurant a month later, Covington said that she was informed that she would have to pay an 18% gratuity if she wanted to dine there. Even if she was dining alone, I guess. Quote, before we could even get seated, we got into the door and they came to me and said, if you aren't willing to pay the 18% gratuity, then we can't serve you. Cheap ass. (laughs) Covington said, yeah, I think they forgot to include cheapskate, you, negligent, monster. Uh, Covington said that she felt slighted and decided to start a petition demanding fair business practices. So far, 300 people have signed the petition. Campi manager Michael Lamb said Covington is a poor tipper. And after a number of instances of her failing to tip accordingly, the restaurant ran into problems. Yeah, I hate to tell you this, buddy, but tipping isn't... A, a, a foregone conclusion. It's it's a dick thing not to do it, but no one has to tip you. Yeah. Last I checked, being a bitch or a cheap bitch, man, you cheap bitch. Last I checked, being a cheap bitch is not a crime. I mean, hell, that's, uh, that's just dumb. That's just the way it goes these days. You're a bad tipper. Okay. Well, we're not. Guess what? Sorry, we no serve you no more. I, I don't have to tip you. Oh yes, you do. You eat here, you tip. <laughs> you eat, you tip. You tip well. You tip well, you fat oh, American. Uh, oh, we pee in your food. 
Because that's smart. You're stupid. <laughs> I put your food in the toilet and then serve you. Because <laughs> that's smart. You're stupid. Winston-Salem attorney Carl Parrish said North Carolina law allows businesses to dictate payment terms up front and refuse to serve customers who don't agree to the terms as long as civil liberties aren't in violation. In other words, if you come in there and you're a black and they, they make you, I'm sorry, sir. Oh, terrible sorry, sir, but you done be black, so we going to have to assess you 30% gratuity. And how's, how's, how's the food here? Oh, not as good as the place down the street, boy. Not as good as anywhere else but here. So, I mean, so they basically, there's a, a law there that says that they can make you pay a tip? Well, uh, the, as long as the terms are disclosed up front, wow, that's, they can make you, they, they can assess whatever kind of uh, payment they want on you. Yeah, because, you know, that's, that makes sense. Yeah, that, 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 that does. Uh, yeah. That's, that's retarded. You fat lady. Who no pay. I'm sorry, you pay 18% gratuity. We no serve. But but I just want to eat here. Yeah, sorry. People in hell run ice water. You go now, I throw a ninja star at you. <laughs> Hadouken! <laughs> and various other uh, colloquialisms. <laughs> just throw it. Colloquialism! Colloquialism! <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I must tell you, those prominent Japanese restaurants in North Carolina must be some good, authentic Japanese food. I can only imagine the Asian cuisine in North Carolina just being sensational. Well, of the 50 states, it was voted the 50th best. <laughs> Which is up from last year as 51st. <laughs> yeah. We beat Puerto Rico for the best Japanese cuisine, but not for the best Puerto Rican cuisine. That apparently still goes to New York. New York. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see here. Um, so, yeah, so she's uh, so she signs. She has a petition. She's uh, got over 300 signatures. And uh, I don't know what that's supposed to do. You bring me a piece of paper that said I supposed to let you uh, eat here for us. I say no. screw you. I wipe ass with it. Give it back. <laughs> yeah. I say they're going to be brown on your paper. Covington insists that the business is discriminating against her. Quote, this petition is to make sure everyone who goes there gets fair treatment. Well, everyone does, except you. Apparently. I'm good with a business assessing a mandatory gratuity if they want, but they have to do it equally. I mean, after all, isn't there a 14th Amendment that says that if you... Well, this isn't a law, though. You know, this isn't a law. This is a this is a restaurant that is assessing tips however they want to assess. See, uh, you get into a very, this is a very gray area of, of law as I know it. I mean, you could have a law in the state that says, well, they're allowed to assess whatever kind of tips they want. But the, here the problem is, yeah, they can assess whatever kind of tips they want, but they have to do it. They can't just say, well, you're black. I'm sorry. You're going to have to tip more. You're white. You can tip less. You're Hispanic. You don't get to eat here. You know, you're Japanese. Uh, we're going to make you eat off the floor and say woof. Say woof. The Michael Groff Show 2010 Year in Review.
Best of the Year 2010. You're listening to the Michael Groff Show Year in Review. Then there's this.、Um, Megan Fox is offering up some diet advice. I don't know if you've heard about this. This is,、uh, this is great. She's telling people to drink vinegar to cleanse their, cleanse their system. You know, it helps clean you out. Now, why anybody would take any advice from any celebrity whatsoever is beyond me. I've never、uh, gotten that whole trend of, hey, let's follow the diet advice of Celebrity X. Let's follow Paris Hilton's diet advice because it's got to be good, right? Because she, she said it and she's a celebrity and she's important and she's on TV and in magazines and stuff, so it must be good, right? <laughs> no. No, not, not so good. Health experts are saying that you really ought to steer clear of the advice of Megan Fox. Listen, if I want to know how to somehow parlay having below average intelligence into an acting career, then I'll go to Megan Fox. If I want to talk about sitting there and looking good and thinking that everybody thinks I'm the hottest thing ever, even though I think it's kind of overrated, even though I, if I want to go to that, that person, like, I'm the hottest thing ever, I'll go to Megan Fox. I'll, I'll take advice from her. If I want diet advice, I might go to a nutritionist. I might go to somebody that, or you know what I might do? I might just not eat. How about saying no every once in a while? How about pushing the chair away from the table? Mix in a salad. The Transformers star has been blasted for hailing the benefits of swigging vinegar. She recently said, quote, like it just cleanses out your system entirely, it will get rid of. You know, for women like who retain water weight from your menstrual cycle and all that, it gets rid of it like really fast. <laughs> I'm not one for like dieting or exercising because I'm lazy and I have like a really big sweet tooth. So, like, I have to do cleanses every once in a while because, like, of the amount of sugar I take in. <laughs> cool, huh? That's Megan Fox's quote. However, experts in the field have dismissed Megan's claims, insisting that there is not a single form of vinegar in existence that will help dieters lose weight. Dietitian Lucy Jones, after you know, vomiting and, and throwing up from this advice and、uh, being absolutely mortified, said, quote, As attractive as it sounds, there is no magic pill, lotion, or potion for a quick fix to weight loss. The body, including the liver, is a well oiled detoxing machine, which Will, which will not be improved by vinegar, whether it be organic, apple cider, unfiltered, or your,、uh, your bog standard malt vinegar. Again, I don't know who takes dieting advice from celebrities. If you do, you're probably just as stupid as Megan Fox. Well, she said that if I drink vinegar, by the way, have you ever tried to drink vinegar? I mean, just the smell of vinegar is just disgusting. You know, balsamic vinaigrette is like the. That's, that's like the closest thing I've come to vinegar. That's, you know, that's with a salad, which again, you might want to mix in if you're needing diet advice. You know, here,、uh, stop eating. Don't drink so much beer slash alcohol. Lay off the soda. Dieting is pretty easy. I mean, it's hard in that, you know, it requires willpower, but, you know, doing the right thing, knowing what to do is not really all that difficult. Okay, if you're fat, And you wonder why you're fat? Whatever you're doing now is what's making you fat. So don't do it. I don't know. It seems really easy to me. Like my diet book would be very short. It wouldn't, I don't know. I, I, I might not have a bestseller because my diet book would be like three pages. 
It would just be a couple of simple steps. Um, one, say no. Like if somebody asks you for seconds, nah, you know what? I'm good. No thanks. If you feel hungry in the middle of the night for a snack, don't. Don't eat. If you have the choice between like hamburger or salad, choose salad. In fact, just choose salad regularly. And um, might want to actually get up and mix in an exercise once in a while. Drop in a, you know, maybe a Stairmaster or a treadmill. Maybe go for a walk once in a while. Take in some fresh air. There is a world outside. Take a look at it. You don't even have to go outside, really. You just help walk around your house 185 times. Run and play. Do sit-ups. How many? I don't know. Until you can't actually move anymore. And when you get the urge to eat, don't. Drink a, yeah, drink a lot of water. If you feel like drinking soda, don't. Want some beer? Don't. There, there's your diet advice. You want a piece of cake? Yeah, you can have one. Once a year. There. Well, I'm giving you the hard, this is the hard nose. This is the hardcore diet. There, that's, that's, that's it. That's the book. The, the title of the book will be called Mix in a Salad or I'm Full. That's borrowing a line from Charles Barkley. That was from back when uh, Oliver Miller used to play for the Phoenix Suns and Oliver Miller was known as the Big O. He's one of these dudes. He had amazing, he's like super talented, amazing basketball talent. And I'll use the word amazing to describe. He really was. He was a very talented player. But he was a big guy. He always kept eating. And, and Charles Barkley would say that Oliver Miller was really, he, he could be a great player if he just would learn two words. I'm full. You know, the dude ballooned up. He was like 360 pounds or so. He was huge. I mean, just a huge, huge guy. And it got to the point where he had all this skill, but he just couldn't move. It's pretty hard to pretty hard to get elevated to dunk a ball, even if you are as big as Oliver Miller was, when you've got 300 and some pounds dragging you back to earth. You know, I mean, I don't care what kind of shoes you're wearing. Unless they have rockets in them, you're not going to be able to dunk. And you're probably not going to be able to move across the court very quickly either. Poor guy. I mean, I, I really felt bad for Oliver Miller. I, I mean, but it, the problem was he sort of did it to himself. Dude loved burgers and he loved pasta and he loved carbs. He loved everything. He was on the seafood diet. He saw food. He ate it. Everything this guy saw. I mean, he, he was, I mean, it's not even a pick on the guy. He was just, he had a, had a, an issue. The issue was he loved food and who doesn't? I love food. I love food. Sometimes you, you got to hold yourself back a little bit. I mean, if you're fine being a fat guy, then be a fat guy. But if you want to go on a diet, don't take your diet advice from Megan Fox. Come on. Be smarter than that. Robertson has had a long history of making it into the Michael Graff Show's stupid news file and some of the dumbest quotes ever. Of course, it was Pat Robertson who blamed 9-11 on the United States, saying that we got what we deserve because, of course, we promote the homosexual lifestyle. This is God's way of punishing us for, among other things, uh, allowing homosexuals. I guess what we should be doing is um, uh, doing what some of those folks in Texas and Montana did, drag them behind cars or something. 
I guess we should be sending out the lynch mob for homosexuals. It's because that we promote and allow the gay lifestyle that we got attacked for 9-11. Then, Pat Robertson, you might remember, um, there was, I can't remember when this was, 2005-ish, 2006, when there was a major hurricane headed for the east coast of the United States. And I, honestly, I can't remember which hurricane it was. But anyway, it was a Category 5 at the time. And it looked somewhat certain that it would hit the United States, at least the east coast of the United States, somewhere, whether it was Miami, whether it was, you know, the South Carolina coast, maybe all the way up uh, to New York, who knows? But the east coast was on high alert. Anyway, the, he prayed for the hurricane to turn, okay? He prayed for it to turn, and it did. A pretty strong trough of low pressure got a hold of the hurricane, steered it off to the north, and for the most part, it really didn't affect the United States at all, and it weakened substantially. And he took credit for it, saying that it was because of his prayer that the hurricane steered away from the United States. Um, I, I'm sure it had nothing to do with the trough of low pressure that happened to come by. He's going to say, well, well it, was, it was God, you know, it was God that took the trough of low pressure, and uh, it's God that controls the atmosphere of the Earth and everything else, so then why did he create the hurricane in the first place? Like, if he was just going to create it just to turn it away from the United States, well, you know, it was a warning sign. Had it hit the U.S., it would have been, well, it's because we allow gays, or whatever it is that Pat Robertson, whatever that week's logic. After Hurricane Katrina, you might remember, Pat Robertson said that uh, once again, once again, it was uh, it was the United States. You know, it was God punishing us. I can't remember what. I, I know it was God punishing us, uh, having to do with uh, gays or something. Again, just our our um, our arrogance, I guess, our ignorance is what um, brought on Hurricane Katrina. I do remember he was uh, all over that one. But of course, always trying to outdo his own stupidity. Pat Robertson was out last week after the earthquake in Haiti that uh, devastated the capital city, Port-au-Prince, after you, you've seen p potentially 200,000 people are dead. We know for a fact that tens of thousands are dead. We know that they've, have, they've been digging mass graves to heap the bodies into, round the clock. You've got people, you've got literally over a million people that are homeless now. You have the UN building there collapsed. All government buildings, the tax offices, all of them have collapsed. Many of those people are dead. Haiti is ostensibly running without a government right now. So it's, it's a situation that is very dire. And Pat Robertson, well, again, not to be outdone, Pat Robertson has come out and he's got some statements. He's got a, a whole rationale behind it. He says that it's because the Haitians have made a deal with the devil that has brought about the devastation in Haiti. This is somehow, this is his convoluted logic, and here it is. Here's just a little bit of Pat Robertson from last week. What an idiot. Pat, this is a, this is a, a calamity of uh, cataclysmic proportions. By the way, what you're hearing here, this is, uh, the first guy you're hearing the voice is Bill Horan, okay? He is the, he's part of the 700 Club. He's part of the, uh, whatever they call it, the uh, CBN, the Christian Broadcasting Network. And he's asking Pat about the, about the, um, the earthquake in Haiti. And then there's a woman that's on this like anchor desk with Pat also. And she's just sort of a yes woman for him. 
She's like, oh, yes, 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 Pat. Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever you say, Pat. So here's, uh, so let me, I just thought I'd give it some context. Anyway, here's the clip. I'm sure it's the worst thing that's happened uh, since the tsunami. And um, it, it's just, uh, it's, a, it's a mess, Pat. Well, if all those buildings are down, I understand more are falling than they're standing. Uh, it may be a, a blessing in disguise. There might be a massive rebuilding of that country. Is that possible? Yeah, it might, might be a blessing. In, he always sounds like he's got to push out a, a turd. Also, might be a blessing in disguise. Uh, I understand more buildings are falling than are standing, and this could be a big chance for rebuilding. That's a blessing, especially if you're a contract worker, you know, something like that. Uh, well, I don't know. I would think that uh, that would be uh, a pretty optimistic uh, attitude. Christy, something happened a long time ago in Haiti, <laughs> and uh, people may not want to talk about it. They were under the heel of the French, uh, you know, Napoleon the Third and whatever. And they got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you'll get us free from the French. Mm. It's a true story. <laughs> it's a true story. They actually talked to the invisible man that lives underground. That They talked to this devil, this Satan, Lucifer. You might know him as Mephistopheles, Asmodeus, whatever. He, he rules the nine hells. And he, he made a deal with them to get them free of Napoleon because God knows the French were very hard to beat down. Um, it was very tough to get rid of the French. Just ask the Mexicans who couldn't even, <laughs> had a hard time beating 200 people at, at, a, at a small dump in San Antonio. They, they needed 8,000 troops to do that. So you know um, the Mexicans are very tough and they had a hard time beating down the French. So anyway, the French... I, mean, I hate to laugh at this, but I mean, it's so, it's so stupid. The logic that he uses here is so incredibly convoluted and it's so incredibly, well, here, there's just more of it. Anyway, true story, he says, they made a pact with the devil to get the French out of Haiti. And so the devil said, okay, it's a deal. And uh, they kicked the French out. You know, the Haitians revolted and got themselves free. But ever since, they have been cursed by, by one thing after the other, desperately poor. That island of Hispanola is one island. Mm -hmm. It's cut down the middle. On the one side is Haiti. On the other side is the Dominican okay. Republic. Yeah. Dominican Republic is, is prosperous, mm -hmm. healthy, full of... Oh, it's... I got to tell you, there's nothing better than living in the Dominican Republic. What a prosperous nation they are. Man, I mean, just think of all the high-rise apartment buildings they have there. And it's, man, the Dominican, it's just beautiful there. There's no poverty. But then on the other side, it's Haiti. Oh, wait, no. The Dominican Republic is only a little bit better off than Haiti. Resorts, et cetera. Haiti is in desperate poverty. Same islands. Sure. Uh, they need to have, and we need to pray for them, a great turning to God. And out of this tragedy, I'm optimistic something good may come. I love the woman that's sitting there with Pat, the woman that's, mm-hmm. And I got to, they made a deal with the devil. Uh, Christy, they made a deal. Did you, did you see this? Uh, they made a deal with the devil. This is a true story. And Lucifer said to them, well, 
I'll get you out of there. But remember, if I get you out, then you will be stuck on the island of Haiti forever. <laughs> but I'll get rid of the French for you, because clearly you need the devil's help. It couldn't have anything to do with the fact that maybe, you know, they outnumbered the French. And that, well, the French historically haven't, haven't since about that time, since about the mid-19th century, the French haven't fared too well in battle. It couldn't have anything to do with that. Clearly, they made a deal with the devil. That's, that's a deal they probably had buyer's remorse about. Well, the good news is you got rid of the French. The bad news is now you get to live with Haiti. If I were the Haitians, I would have been like, hey, you know what? You can have this island. It gets hit by hurricanes and earthquakes. It's, um, it's basically a piece of crap. It doesn't really have any natural resources worth exporting, except for, you know, sand and some trees. Uh, but otherwise, it's, um, <clears throat> it's pretty much a dump. But you guys get to keep it. I love this. That, that, that is a great clip. That is a phenomenal clip. Here, here, once again. Something happened a long time ago in Haiti, and uh, people may not want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were under the heel of the French. Uh, Probably the high heel, if I know the French. You know, Napoleon uh, Third or uh, whatever. Uh, and they got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you'll get us free from the French. Hmm. It's a true story. <laughs> they got together and swore a pact with the devil. Hey, what's happening, devil? What? Hey, Saint Lucifer, come over here. We got to get rid of these French, man. We got to get them over this island, dude. Huh. Man, if we could just get rid of you. If we could just get rid of the French, imagine all the weed we could smoke here. We could set up some resorts. We could get the, the people from the United States to come down here and party in Haiti and the island of Española. We could get them to go to the Dominican Republic. We could get all down here. But we have to get rid of the French first, man. These guys, they're so hard to beat. How do we ever get rid of them? Hell, I think we're going to have to make a deal with El Diablo. Yeah, let's make a deal with El Diablo. El Diablo. Clearly, that's, I could see it going down just about like that. <laughs> it is so ludicrous. It is so absurd. I can't even imagine that something like that came out of Pat Robertson's mouth. And of course, it's a true story, but it's a true story that only Pat Robertson knows. It's not in any history books. It's not in any Bible. It's not in any religious documents whatsoever. But luckily, thank God we have Pat Robertson who knows exactly what happened. Historian Pat Robertson was there. Well, he is old enough. He probably was there when the French were kicked off of the uh, island of Hispaniola. I'm sorry, Hispanola, as he says. I'm not surprised, not everything lasts. I've broken my heart so many times I stopped keeping track. The Michael Grob Show, best of 2010. I get all worked up, then I let myself down. Tried so very hard not to lose it I came up with a million excuses I thought I thought of every possibility My head is stuck in the clouds She begs me to come down Says boy, quit fooling around Told her I love the view from up here. Warm sun and wind in my ear will watch the world from above. 
returns to the rhythm of love. Thank you for checking us out. It is the Zip Code Famous Michael Groff Show Year in Review 2010. The best of the best, the weirdest of the weird, or in the case of this final segment for part one of our end of the year extravaganza, maybe the worst of the worst. Well, 2010 was an election year after all, and that always brings out the most unusual candidates. And certainly no more unusual than, of all things, a write-in candidate from the state of Missouri by the name of Glenn Miller, a guy who brought us campaign platforms straight out of the 19th century, something that would make a Klansman probably blush. What am I talking about? Maybe you missed it. Well, if you did, it's probably best that you did. But nonetheless, we're revisiting it right now, right here on the Zip Code Famous Michael Grav Show 2010 Year in Review. Okay, so maybe you haven't heard about this guy, uh, Glenn Miller, who's running in Missouri, I believe, for Senate. And I don't mean like a state senator. I mean like he's running for United States senator. Now, I'm a little disappointed. I'm going to present these to you. I've got some of these campaign ads. I'm a little disappointed because we don't get the full campaign ad that even has the disclaimer in front of and behind it. But they have to play these on the radio. Understand that federal election law in the United States is very clear about this. If you're a candidate for United States Senate, radio stations have to or for any office, any federal office or state office. Because of equal time, radio stations have to offer all candidates the opportunity to have their political ads played. Okay? What happens is, um, obviously, if they don't, they're in violation of federal election law. So anybody conceivably can get as long. The only stipulation is you have to be able to pay for it. Your, your ad can't technically violate the law. You know, it can't violate uh, FCC regulations. But otherwise, you can have uh, whatever content you want in your ad. You can pretty much say anything as long as you have the money to pay. And radio stations can only charge their minimum rate card. All right. In other words, whatever the lowest rate on their on their rate card is. And I, I think the standard is that like their weekend overnight rate or whatever their lowest rate is, they have to offer that to every candidate if they're going to run political ads at all. All right, so here are the ads for Glenn Miller running for United States Senator in Missouri. Like, uh, here's, here's one example. And again, these are not fake ads. This is not somebody doing a, a shtick or anything. This is a real guy running for office. It's not the liberals or conservatives, and it's not the Republicans or Democrats. It's the Jews, stupid Jews control both the federal government and the media. Surely you don't still believe white men are in control, do you? It's the Jews, stupid. Why do you think the media demonizes white people? Why do you think the government never rules in favor of white people? Why do both the government and the media support and incite more and more Jew wars for Israel that we pay for? It's because both are controlled by Jews. Jews are loyal to Israel, not to America. So wake up. Go to DavidDuke.com and become Jew-wise. All the proof is there. <laughs> or phone me anytime at 417-463-7703. Pay for by the committee to elect Glenn Miller to the U.S. Senate. Margaret Miller, Treasurer. Jeff, what do you think of that? Guy's retarded. It's good stuff. 
Wow. So, I mean, and, and again, radio stations have to play that. Can you imagine you're just like, you're listening to a radio station and they're playing that? That's not it. There's, there's more of these. I'm fascinated by this I, because it's not often that you hear political ads like this. And again, th- it's not fake. I'm not making these up. This isn't for comedic purposes. This is a real guy running for United States Senator. White men have become the biggest cowards ever to walk the earth. The world has never witnessed such yellow cowards. We've sat back and allowed the Jews to take over our government, our banks, and our media. We've allowed tens of millions of foreign mud people to invade our country, <laughs> steal our jobs and our women, and destroy our children's future. Wow. America is no longer ours. America belongs to the Jews who rule it and to the mud people who multiply in it. The undeniable proof is at DavidDuke.com. It's time for white men to unite, to join together, and to take our country back. So join us on the web at vnnforum.com and phone me anytime, 417-463-7703. Now you might- by the committee to elect Glenn Miller to oh. the U.S. Senate, Margaret Miller Treasurer. Well, of course, yeah. So, you know, you, you, you might think that there's like nobody that would ever support this guy, especially not out loud. I mean, even if you agreed with something that the guy said, there's no way that anybody would be stupid enough to come forward and say that they agree with it. Well, that's not true. There, this guy has a following. This guy, and you know, he's using that old, I mean, he's really hung up on the Jews. Uh, he uh, has, that's, that's his big thing. In fact, he was on the Howard Stern show, actually, this guy. Last week, um, I had heard about this guy uh, a few months ago, actually, or a couple of months ago. But I, I didn't I never heard that he went out ahead with campaign ads. I heard that he was sort of like a sort of like a Klan guy. But he's I don't think he's actually in the KKK and I don't think he likes the KKK people. But one thing about him is he's one of these guys that uh, he he hate he's really hung up on the Jews and he thinks that if America distances themselves from the Jews, we'll be, uh, we'll be better off. And if we stop our, our allying or our, our alignment with Israel, we'll be in better position as well. As a matter of fact, this guy, uh, he, his position too is he's one of these guys. He, he likes, he thinks that we are, um, we are mistreating Muslims. I mean, he's, he's certifiably nuts. He really is. This guy, this guy's crazy. Hold on. We got, we have more. There's more. Let me see if he has anything else other than, well, he did talk about the mud people there. I'm presuming he's talking about, mostly he's talking about Mexicans that are coming here illegally. Now I'm, I'm against illegal immigration. Don't get me wrong. And you won't find somebody more against illegals um, taking over this country that I've done many, many shows about it. But, you know, come on, you, you got to do it a little bit more savvy than saying, them damn illegal mud people is coming in here. And come on. Hey, white man, who controls the mass media? Oh, yeah, it's that. Okay, it's the on. Jews, stupid. There's no greater power stupid. in the world today than the power held by those. I, I like his, I like his, uh, and that's kind of a cool tagline, though. It's the Jews, stupid. <laughs> Glenn Miller, it's the Jews, stupid. Thank God that guy never asked me. You know, they, there's all these different uh, voice um, uh, voice solicitations online, you know, for people that uh, to do voiceover work. And uh, can you imagine, like, somebody sends me that and they go, okay, well, we're really going to pay you, uh, like, 500 bucks to do these uh, these voiceovers for this guy. And, yeah, can you imagine I sit there and every, 
And then there's, you know, like I'm sitting there voicing a, a campaign ad. And then a million more mud people. And I'm like, you know, can you imagine I'm getting 500 bucks? And then like, I'm done. I'm ruined. Oh, you're the guy that voiced all the racist crap. Well, look, I just read the... I don't believe it. Sure you don't. Sure you don't, bigot boy. All right, let me see what else here. Hey, white man, 100 million more dark aliens are coming to America. Google the next 100 million for proof. In 1960, white people were 90% of the U.S. population. Today, truth be told, we're less than half. Another 100 million foreign Mongols are on the way. But you don't care, do you, Whitey? All you care about is satisfying your belly, pocketbook, and genitals and watching the coons play ball on television. <laughs> the future of white children will be a nightmare, and you don't care. Your own women and children ought to spit on you every day. Go to WHTY.org and get involved. And phone me at 417 463 7703. That's WHTY.org. Again, I. WHTY.org. Again, I. by the committee to elect right in candidate Glenn Miller to the U.S. Senate, Margaret Miller Treasurer. <laughs> this is Glenn Miller, and I approve this message. <laughs> yeah, you approve that message. All right. Thank you. He, this, again, I have to remind you, these are ads running on radio stations in Missouri. I mean, can you imagine you're sitting there, you're listening to a, a radio station, you're listening to some some guy, and you know, you're like driving around in your car in the morning. What a four seven kiss FM and I want a music station. All right, we got to take a break and uh, coming back, we're gonna do some fun times for some great stuff coming up for you. But right now, uh, we'll get we'll be like in just a second, just kiss FM. Hey, Whitey, uh, you know, it's like fascinated by these ads here. Hey, white man, I hate seeing white women with African coons. We see them and their half-breed kinky-headed offspring everywhere. They'll be arrested for eye pollution and deported to Africa for treason. Let's make it happen. Join me at WHTY.org and phone 417-463-7703. There you go. Short and sweet, that one. So he he's he's also hung up on the idea of... of uh of black, uh, white chicks with black dudes. He says that that, what did he call it? Eye pollution? He must have something we can get behind. Hang on. Jews are the real supremacists. They proclaim they're God's chosen people. What could be more supremacist than that? But Christ said in St. John eight forty four that Jews are the children of Satan. So who do you believe, Christ or the Jews? I don't know. So become Jew-wise at davidduke.com and phone me, 417-463-7703. Well, I don't know. Uh, according to that same Bible that you're going to quote from, uh, Jesus was a Jew, so... If Jews are the children of Satan, then is Jesus a child of Satan? Ooh, now there's a head scratcher. Yeah, that's one that's going to set you way back, isn't it? All right, well, sorry to interject uh, an attempt to interject logic into a religious discussion there. All right, anyway, um, moving on. Well, let me see. if there are, are there any more of these? I said I would play these last week, so I, I absolutely have to play. All right, let me see if there's any more here. We've got, um, all right, here we go. Hey, gringo, still got your job, or did your boss hire Julio for half the price? <laughs> Illegal aliens are stealing your jobs, your women, and your children's future. And Obama, your mama, is going to legalize 30 million more. Wise up and man up. Go to govnn.com and phone me, 417-463-7703. 
A lot of these ads. Jews are the real supremacists. Oh, yeah. They proclaim they're God's chosen. We already got that one. Jews are the real supremacists. These, this is one of those, uh, you just, you got to love people like this. I mean, you really do. And you know, I, I love when these guys, these just incredibly, these just way over the top bigots, um, they use the Bible to justify their bigotry. You hear that a lot from clan guys too. The Bible says the Jews, the devil. You know, can you, I'd like for somebody to point me to that reference in the Bible where it specifically says in very plain terms that the Jew is the devil because then I could probably just as easily point out that Jesus is a Jew. So I don't know. I'm very confused about this. I know I'm hung up on a point that really doesn't really matter in, in this discussion, but it's just, it, it's just very odd logic. And then, of course, uh, so the guy is running a campaign at, all right, I mean, what's his point? Okay, the Jews control the media. Uh, mud people are taking over, his words. He's tired of, what did he say? He's tired of seeing, um, uh, 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 apparently, he's tired of seeing white women with black dudes. Well, he doesn't say black. He's with coons, is what he says. So, okay, so when you, when you become a senator, are you going to stop that? All right, now, uh, what I propose, if I'm a, can you imagine like Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid is there, this <laughs> Glenn Miller's dad. All right, now, uh, I have a piece of legislation I'd like to, uh, I'd like to discuss here. No. Uh, the chair reluctantly recognizes uh, the gentleman from Missouri. Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Reid, first of all, may I say you're probably one of them Jew bastards. All right, now, I'm not Jewish, sir. Uh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't you know? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Reed, that's kind of Jewy. Anyway, um, I, I'd like to propose that we stop uh, th this here bill, and it just—it's called the Stop Interracial Dating Bill. And uh, when I say interracial, I'm including Jews in here too. Jews should not be able to date non-Jews, and blacks and whites, or blacks and the mud people, as I like to call them. Uh, blacks and anybody shouldn't be date. They should date other blacks. And if you don't like it, you can go to Madagascar. What, what's he going to do when he gets it? And how is he going to stop the Jews from control? Well, I'd say that no Jew can own any newspaper, uh, movie studio, record company, uh, a TV station, radio station, none of it. What's ironic is... I'm sure that there are probably Jews that uh, own radio stations that that ad is running on. Can you imagine? And again, I, I'm not questioning the federal election law that requires that we have to run these ads, that radio stations have to run these ads. But can you imagine you're like a, a Jewish guy and here you are, you're, you're, <laughs> you have a radio station or you work at a radio station. Here you have this bastard that's on there running it. And I know... See, the funniest part would be if we have, could have gotten the disclaimer that, you know, beforehand says, because it literally sounded like this. It was like uh, the, the disclaimer comes on and goes, K, you know, whatever, KB, KBRX uh, 107.3 is required by federal law to air the following message. The views and ex uh, opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KBRBX. Uh, or it's management, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, it's like this huge disclaimer. It's just like the disclaimer that they have uh, on the medical, uh, on those uh, pharmaceutical commercials. Same thing here.
They go through the bit, and then afterwards they have a disclaimer. We'll have to find those. Anyway, I just wanted you to hear that. That's Glenn Miller. He's running for, uh, he's a write-in candidate. So, I mean, really, he's going nowhere. But do you know, I'm sure somebody, I'm sure some of those supporters, they're going to bring their crayons and they're going to write in Glenn Miller. You know, G-L-E-N-N-M-I-L-A-R, whatever, you know, they'll probably spell it wrong. And they'll probably write it, you know, somewhere where they're not supposed to, hopefully, disqualifying the ballot entirely. You'll be able to spot them very easily. They'll, they'll, uh, well, they'll crawl out from under their rock. <laughs> they'll be covered in moss, and uh, they'll walk into the pole dragging their knuckles, and uh, and they'll have their white hoods on. So you should be able to see them very easily, and probably smell them. Uh, they'll smell kind of like old Milwaukee. I'm pretty sure. Those. <laughs> Yeah, they'll they'll definitely have that uh, that bush beer smell since it is Missouri. Bush, bush beer, bush beer would actually probably be a little bit too uh, too classy. But that's yeah, that's 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 our champagne of beers, Bush. Man, that's for people that got them uh, that got them uh, janitorial jobs. I can't afford bush beer. You kidding? Bush beer, man, my my pappy. Back when he was the manager of that McDonald's, he used to he used to be able to buy us Bush beer when we was twelve, and that's them's was the good times. You doggies, this is the better way to make these ads sound relevant. What you do is you is you t- <laughs> what, you, what you do is you take these ads and uh, you, you you know longtime listeners to this show, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. I'm going to take the ad and we're going to add this this little flavor to it. This will make it uh, hip. Hey, gringo, still got your job or did your boss hire Julio for half the price? Illegal aliens are stealing your job, your women, and your children's future. And Obama, your mama, is going to legalize 30 million more. Wise up and man up. Go to govnn.com and phone me. 417-463-7703. See, that works. That makes that makes it work much better. Hey, white man, I hate seeing white women <laughs> with African coons. We see them and their half-breed, kinky-headed offspring everywhere. They'll be arrested for eye pollution and deported to Africa for treason. Let's make it happen. Join me at whty.org. And phone 417-463-7703. There, that's much better. Well, there you have it. The Zip Code Famous Michael Groff Show 2010 Year in Review Part 1. Yes, only Part 1. That probably implies there's at least a part two or a part three. Yes, uh, there's so much stupid, weird, unusual stuff that we couldn't possibly just fit it all into one podcast. So our next show will have more of this craziness that is the year 2010. All right, thank you so much for checking us out. Our contact information for the program, as always, mike at kmgx.com. That is our email address. It's mike at kmgx.com. That's also our PayPal address for your most generous monetary contributions to this program. You know, as Pat Robertson would say, many hands make a heavy workload light. Probably not a good idea to be quoting him right about now. I'm just, just, just saying. 
This program is copyright 2010 Michael Graff Entertainment. Any reproduction, retransmission, or rebroadcast of this program without the expressed written consent of Michael J. Groff, or at least the implied oral consent, giggity, is strictly prohibited and will result in me coming to your house and beating you with a wiffle ball bat for at least two, three, possibly even four hours if you do it. So, I mean, unless you're into that sort of thing, I, I really wouldn't. Thanks again for listening to the Zip Code Famous Michael Groff Show 2010 Year in Review.